They called him and said, the one that you loved is sick. And Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Now, we are told here that Jesus actually loved all three of them. But when they sent for him, the sister that we said were loved by Christ here said, The one you love is sick. So there was a, a different level of love between Jesus and Lazarus, even between the three that he loved. Those are actually said, This one you love. <laughs> Not one of the ones you love. But the one that you love is sick. Verse 6. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. And then he said to the disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, it's not while they go, the Jews have tried to stone you, and yet you're going back? He just answered. Yeah, I think that's what comes next again. They had just come from this place where Christ was being sought after to be killed. So back in the don't stone you to to punish you, they stone you to cause you to die. <laughs> and for remember, so just to remind us like that why that's the case. Case in point Stephen wasn't stoned to be punished, was stoned to death. To say, ah, you've you've escaped this thing, why would you want to go back? to face this risk of you stoned to death. So these Jews try to stone you and yet you want to go back. But now Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, but they see by the world's light. So it is when a person walks at night that they stumble, but they have no light. And so what Jesus was trying to say was that, Yes, there's a risk of you being stoned. But time is of the essence. And also, walking in the light means that I'm walking in purpose, I'm walking as directed as such. I have light, I will not stumble. In fact, Christ had this news two days before. He didn't say, let's go. He waited two days. And when they said, ah, you want to go, he said, there is light now. I have I've given directive. I've been given instruction. And so I'm safe. After what he says, in the midst of multiple counsel, there is safety. And so Christ said, I, I have to go now. Time is of the essence. There's a, there's, a, there's a window open for me. I have to go. He said, if I, if it, if I didn't go by mandate, then I'll stumble because I have no light. Mm -hmm. Verse 11. After this he said, after he said this, he went to tell them, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But I'm going there to wake him up. His uncle replied, Lord, if he's asleep, <laughs> he will get better. But Jesus has been speaking of his death. But the disciples thought it meant the natural sleep. And so again, it's become very confusing. The use of death, the use of sleep. I 
after all, Christ said, this sleep not lead unto death. So, which one is it? Is it sleeping? Is it dead? If it's truly dead, but he said, this will not lead, this sickness shall not lead unto death. He said that in verse 4. So why is it that we need to go and wake him up from this sleep? And that's why you can't see the, you can't see, you can't see the multi-dimension of Christ. Because so when he says things, he's saying things from the spiritual. So that's it, it's from the physical. And so when he said this sleep will not lead unto death, it was like, well, death for in the physical is person has died. Death in the spiritual, that day that you have said he has died is not the final. That's not the final. There's other thing beyond that as well. So that's internal, the spiritual death is not what, not what will come upon this man. In my Bible, it says, for a man that planned to die once, mm-hmm. now that death comes judgment. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's going to be very hard for one to have died, God faced judgment, mm-hmm. and God will say, okay, go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God is like, ah, well, he has, he should be held account, if you be held account for how you live your life, so there's no, there's no like, do-overs anymore. So there is a space between death, physical, judgment, but then for Christ, anything before judgment, you are still sleeping. Everything can still be reversed. And that's again because again how we look at time. For a man, when you die, time stops. But God does not work with timelines. Mm-hmm. He said he is in and out of time. And so he's not bound by time. And so for him, Lazarus had just fallen asleep. He had gone from our own dimensions, but in the spiritual, they were like, there's not this not finality. And so let me go and wake him up. So when he told his, his uh, disciples, oh, he's sleeping, let me go wake him up. I wish they were confused, like, ah, if he's sleeping, why will you travel and put up in danger to go wake up someone who's sleeping? It'll be, be alright. But then, Jesus said, but Jesus has been speaking of his death, but Jesus thought he meant natural sleep. And verse 14, he says, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. That's when you understand, Abi. He is dead. And for the sake, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there. So that you may believe, but let's go to him. And this is the first time I've actually seen, or the first time that actually jumped at me. That Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the brothers and disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. I was like, ah, mm. this guy was like a once-off thing for this guy. <laughs> because based on this statement, he believed that him, all the disciples, and Jesus, are they are walking into danger. So this guy was only like that. <laughs> because so he was not that he was he, he, not only what the person I say oh, like oh, doubting Thomas. It was, a, it was after Christ had did that. But no, this guy has actually been in him because someone that actually told you, let's go and wake up someone who's dead. You now say, let all of us go and die. <laughs> so, again, it's a thing of like, again, for us as believers, how do we react when we're told, we're given instructions to go work 
or go to a place where we, there's seemingly danger. Um, and the one who is saying this is one that is going to go and bring something dead back to life. He doesn't say, I mean, he say, let's go and visit this person. Christ doesn't say, let's go and do it. Like it was like, let's go and bring somebody that is dead back to life. And the only thing on your own mind is that I'm going to go and die. <laughs> it's like, well, this guy not about life. If you are going to even die, what even bring you yourself back to life? And so, just again, how do we how do we compute these things? And I can't blame you as well because again, past I mean, we are here in this now setting of our church saying these things. So we are being looked for to keep. So we are like, ah, let's go and die. Let us, let us go and die. Um, also, it's a sense of like also perhaps courage and reality that could be found in that statement as well. Because you could have said, I'm not going. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to go. But you know, also that kind of like patriotism or like, I don't know, like dying reality. Like, okay, all of people, if, I, if, I, if we perish, we perish. Let all of us go. But again, it was just a conflicting time for the disciples. And then go down to verse 17. So they arrived there, Jesus found Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them uh, in the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And so there was a good understanding as to like Jesus was a healer. Brother was sick. If you were here, you would have healed him of his sickness. But Jesus said, Your brother will rise again. Mother answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, But I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, and even though they die, However, lives by believing in me will never die. Mm-hmm. So I think this way Christ blended the physical and the spiritual death. Said the, said the one who believes in me will live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though they die by your definition of death, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. So the second death will not be experienced. So death will lead to damnation will not be experienced. Said, so, do you believe this? And Mary said, and Martha said, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is come into the world. Um, to be honest, she didn't have a question. <laughs> to be honest, she didn't have a question. Because what God, what Christ was asking now was that do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that whoever believes in me will not die? But then what she said, again, we can't blame her because again, this one was her brother. He has been man exactly saying all these things. All the church has believed. Yes, I know that who will rise up, but it's not now, not the last day. Yes, I know you as a healer. I didn't know you as one that resulted from the dead now. So the faith was being, again, tested here. The faith was actually again being like, okay, 
what do I know, what don't I know? And she came back to him what she knew by saying, yeah, you are the Messiah, you are the Son of God who has come into the world. You are here, okay, so let's get on with it. And after this, she said this, she went back to call her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly, went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed after her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. Now when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said exactly the same thing her sister said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And it begs the question to us, are we like to be called God out on the situation we are going through and say, God, if you have just been here. Now, this is time where Jesus was in the physical. And so it was not really omnipresent per se. I mean, Jesus, God was omnipresent, but Jesus himself was the one place at the time. And so they were like, ah, oh, God, if you Christ, if you are here, you could have killed this person. But even we that now know that Christ is no more limited to being in one place at a time. Christ is everywhere at every time. And when do we still call God out and say, God, if you had only shown up? Oh, where was he? Was he hiding somewhere? Was he busy with something or something else? God, if you had only shown up, if you had only just shown up, if we were here at this particular time, this would not have happened. God, if we were here at this particular time, I would not have gotten to see you. If we were here at this particular time, I would have gotten that job. If we were here at this particular time, I would have gotten that person. That this. We call God out and say, God, if we were here, this would not have happened. Pretty much saying, God, it seems like you are limited in where you can be at any given time. Or it seems like you are occupied, that you don't have time for me or for that or for this situation. I always think about it, you see how like, how, what would I say, I have made you too small in my eyes. Like you've not just limited God to be this thing or this person that is not able um, to interfere in the situation that we're going through. But when we have a priest who does well, who is not empathetic to our uh, pains, to our sorrows, to our pleas, and so when Jesus saw her particularly weeping, and the Jews who had come to come along with her also weeping, said he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? And he asked, and he said, Come see, Lord. They replied. And Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, Oh, see how we loved him. But some of them said, Could he not, he who opened the eyes of the blind, could he have kept this man from dying? And I wonder again which of the camp we will find ourselves if we are there. Because it's very easy to, to start doing comparative, ah, this morning, mm -hmm. 
can do this one. You need that big thing. All I have to do is this small one. I start to be like, again, put God on and like question him and, 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 and like say, God, why? You provided for that person. You gave him a big house. Why can't just give me a small room? And right there, these are people that were actually like crying and were moved and all and were crying and mourning with Mary. We're like, you saw me open the eyes of the blind man. I bet you, I bet you, he could have kept this man from dying. And Jesus again, once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. And there was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Now, this is my own kind of dread correlations. But I think this was also a practice run for what he was actually going to go through. Because he knew he was going to die. And that happened very shortly after. He knew he was going to die. I'm sure he had seen Mary crying and everybody crying like, ah, this is what everybody would look like at my own. When it's my, my own turn, saw the cave, saw the stone. I'm like, okay, this is not as easy as I thought. I mean, you can remember in the Garden of Gatsman, it was like, hey, if I could just move this thing from my head there, I mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but not my will, it's yours. I said, it was almost like a foreshadow, a foreshadowing of what would happen. And of course, he knew that he would rest from the dead as well. But still to see the, I mean, first be deeply moved, you saw the pain when Mary was like, ah, you love us. And this one, you, this one, this one of us that you actually love, if you were here, you would have died. And you saw that, perhaps there was actually even a contention between Christ and God when he got the news at first and he wanted to just like, you know, in the flesh, like, let me go. And God was like, no, not yet. Like, is it now? Not yet. Is it now? Not yet. Two days. I wish I would have eaten. I wish I would have like, but it's time for us. So that's just going by instruction. That constraint, that like sorrow for him to actually weep himself. I mean, he was raised from the dead, but why did he cry? It was a tune of sorrow still to have lost one. Someone that he loved. And it, it's, it's like, uh, when people say, oh, if you watch this movie, you're going to cry. And like, ah, why? And they tell you what, the opposite of the movie. But I told you why you still cry. <laughs> and you're like, but you know you're going to cry when you watch it. <laughs> or like, say, like, oh, in this scene, something will pop up and just scare you. And you're like, <gasps> like, okay, let's watch it. An absent comes and you still like you still like even though you know the script, still being in it, still like walking in those shoots, still living it out, does not spare you from the rawness and and the emotions and, and again the, the 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 being moved. I think it was deeply moved. I know how people have been when he actually overheard those things to say, ah, look at you, will blind man. <laughs> it was like <laughs> that, that holy anger in him, man. Like I just started kind of like, ah, why did he have to come to this? And then what was deep, he said, deeply, he said, he got there, the stone was laid across the entrance, 
and he said, take away the stone. But Lord said, Martha, sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor. We have been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when they said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Good. This is a very familiar story we've heard over and over again. We've seen movies and films and things about it. But I think it's just very important to actually also think about our life as a, as a believer. And we played different roles in this story. Without from being the beloved, I mean, because, I mean, because we are loved, because Christ loved us before we loved him. So we, we could have been either made Mary. Martha or Lazarus in this story could have been his disciples as well who one moment were like oh let's dissuade this guy from going into into uh, danger or saying well we'll go with you but we know you're not going to die there's no this is a suicide, suicide mission we can have the people who were with Mary as well, who were mourning with her and crying with her, and see how Christ loves us, or loves the sinner, or loves mankind. But also, in the same breath, we're criticizing for what he has not done, or for how he goes about his business. But one thing that is sure here is that as long as we believe, as long as we hold on to the fact that Christ is indeed the resurrection and the life, and death be defined as, oh, one taking the uh, final breath, is not the finality when it comes to him being a resurrection and the life. That he can speak <coughs> in a loud voice to say whatever is dead should come out to life. Then everything that is dead in our lives is not a finality. Mm-hmm. Devil would use every kind of tactic. He will lie. Like we sang the song, we sang the song earlier, he said, every lie will tear down. coming after us. And so we just hold on to the unshakable truth that Christ is the resurrection and the life. There's nothing beyond scope. There's nothing that is too hard for him to do. The devil would even have us proclaim with our mouths because he knows by the power that lies there. Like we are, so we say, all these things are dead. I mean, Mary said, I mean, Martha said he's dead. Mary said he's dead. 
People around said he's dead. Many people made his confessions. But the guy don't want to hold on to the truth. Because the man Christ, when he said, he said he didn't want to use that language. He said, Lazarus is asleep. Let's go and wake him up. And so, like, what language do we speak? What, what tone are we subscribing to? Which report do we choose to believe? Are we of that mind of Christ that nothing is asleep and can be woken up? Or do we subscribe to what everybody else around us is saying? Very important as we go into this, as we go through this season and for the rest of the year and our lives to hold on to that unshakable truth that Christ is indeed the resurrection and the life. So his plan is plan for us is not of good. It's of good, but not of evil, to get us to that expected end. And that end is one of our, one of one of life. He said, I give you life and life abundantly. The enemy will come to steal, steal, kill, and destroy, but he wants to give us life. Mm-hmm. And life is not just like life when we are going to heaven. Even here, here on earth, life in the place of health, life in the place of spiritual maturity, life in winning souls, life in just again for being his word or being fruitful and multiplied, life in every circumstance of our, of our lives, he wants to give us life. Mm-hmm. But it's for us to choose. Because the word is just pronouncing death, 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 death. Mm-hmm. But he wants to give us life. Let us, us hold on to Jesus. Because he is the resurrection and the life. Mm-hmm. And even when things die, when things die, maybe, maybe it's from our own doing or by accident, by carelessness and all, it is not final. Because it can bring things back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Just by as I say, God, I want to experience your life. I want to experience your life in every area of my life. I want to experience your life. I want to see because life is about life brings freedom, it brings abundance, it brings liberty. Life sets free. Life just again fills up with joy. Life is filled, joy filled. God, I want to experience your life. Life brings about good health. Life brings about prosperity. Life brings about freedom. Life brings about just living the, to the optimum, to what God has desired and designed for us. Say, God, I want to experience your life. Bring your life into me, O Lord. And peradventure, there's, there's been death. Peradventure, there's a, there's a season of, of death. Like we know this is just a, 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 a like slumber, oh Lord. And so we say, wake up. We wake up, oh Lord. That life, that life goes just wake up. Bring back to life, oh Lord. Wake up. Bring back to life. We wake up. Anything that's sleeping, oh Lord. When Japan hit the USA by Pearl Harbor, he said, we are just awoken, a sleeping giant. They are giants in us. Giants that are going to Placed in us. The world is waiting for the endless manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. The giants in us that God has placed in us, giants of ideas, giants of enterprise, giants of, of, of ministry, giants of, of just again of, of revival. These things have been put to sleep by the things of the world, by the cares, by, by activity, by just different things. And God said, I want to breathe. 
my life and wake these things up. Yes, the two days have gone. And it's time for us to go and wake these things up. Say, God, wake up every child that has been sleeping, O Lord, in our lives, in our families, in the church, in our nation. Child, I'm going to take, up, take over the, the political sphere. Child, I'm going to take over the, 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 the educational sphere. Child, I'm going to take over the health sphere. Child, I'm going to take over the trade and commerce sphere. Child, O Lord, that you are pleased, O Lord. Gentlemen, I want to bring about liberation, O Lord. Gentlemen, I want to bring about healing and salvation, O Lord. Wake up the giants, O Lord. They have slept. But it's time to go wake up these giants, O Lord. Everything that has been pronounced dead, everything the doctors have pronounced dead, everything health professionals have said, oh, it's just about, just about, just about to manage, just about manage, manage, manage. It's all we bring about life, O Lord. Even Elijah's bone brought back a dead boy to life. How much more you, the resurrection and the life, O oh Lord. Bring back anything dead in us back to life, O oh Lord. We begin to express your life anew, O oh Lord. Life renewed, O oh Lord. Life transformed, O oh Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, O oh Lord. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Take all the adoration. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 <clears throat>